just talking about like games against a specific opponent you were like we want to beat these guys this one was really high up there yesterday was an all-timer man yesterday was an all-time great day just a great day now we're just back to playing ball and playing great and you're not playing you're not nervous there's not nervous energy you kind of remove that from the equation welcome into the lounge the ravens are into the divisional round of the playoffs after a big 20 to 13 win over the tennessee titans oh oh that one felt so good that one felt so so good yeah i mean john harbaugh said after the game that at that point he was feeling like that was the best win he's ever been a part of super bowl was pretty big i thought the super bowl that might if, have been a little hyperbole. Little I'm hyperbole. sure there was a little bit of uh, being caught up in the emotion of the <laughs> of the whole thing at that time. But I, I do buy into what he's saying to a certain extent. Like, there there was just so much build up to that game. Of course, like, if you're ranking games, the Super Bowl is going to be number one. But if you're, if you're just talking about, like, games against a specific opponent, you were like, we want to beat these guys. This one was really high up there. We talked about it on the podcast last week that like it reminded me of a certain extent of of the 2011 season, and then you go into the 2012 season, you play the Patriots again in the same game. Yep, I think there was a little bit of that, and uh, man, except, I think except with like even more hostility. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like the Ravens don't like the Titans more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was there was some of that feeling against the Patriots and Tom Brady and all that, but like there wasn't the the deep-seated kind of like i don't like you i really want to just because i think because the titans are a physical team you know like the ravens and titans both their bread and butter is getting physical with the opponent and running the ball down your throat and and uh the patriots weren't that way so it was a different kind of feeling right and then there was obviously the the extracurricular stuff obviously yes (laughs) right which which certainly played into it played into it for the Titans, uh, you know, the, during the regular season game and the playoff game, and then obviously with the way the Ravens celebrated yesterday after the win. So, I mean, man, that one, I think a lot of Ravens fans felt going into that game that if you win that one, you can look at this season to some degree right now. Obviously, you want to keep winning. You want to keep winning games. But, like, at this point, there is a feeling of there you checked off a lot of boxes and feel like the season already – is a success. You want yeah. to keep yeah. I, I mean, I preface it with that, but I'm I don't want to, I don't, I don't know that I want to play that game right now. I, I understand what you're saying. Like they needed to get a playoff win. Lamar needed it. This team needed it. Cause it's not just Lamar. I mean, there's a lot of young guys on this team who are Owen two also, yeah. you know, Mark Andrews, uh, Orlando Brown, like that whole 2018 class. There's a lot of young players and uh, Marquise. And so, Getting that first playoff win was really big for Lamar and and for the whole team. And to get it against the Titans, like we're saying, is even sweeter. So, I mean, honestly, the 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 no playoff wins goes back further than those guys. I mean, well, yeah, I, I didn't realize fourteen. Yeah, I mean, it's been six years since the team had won a playoff game. It's yeah. a long time. I'd have to go through the roster and, and tally up who's won a playoff game and who hadn't. But even guys like Marlon Humphrey never won a playoff game. Um, yep. So like really prominent players on this team and there's a lot of young players on this team hadn't won one and and now they have and i think that like that was such a uh, a monkey on their back whatever you know mm-hmm. um analogy you want to throw I, I, there was just there was so much like 
can they win this game? Can they win a big game? Can they win a playoff game? And I, I love, I didn't love it in the moment. I love that they had to come back and do it. I love that they fell behind <laughs> and did it. Now, if you if you ask me at the end of the first quarter when it's ten nothing and uh, the Ravens are looking like a repeat of the last two years, I wouldn't have been saying the same thing. But the fact that they like took the punches to the chin with Sidham, stayed calm. It was exactly what Lamar Jackson said going into the week. I can't try to do too much. If I find myself in a situation where we're down, just keep playing. That's what they did. That's exactly yeah. what they did, and they end up obviously winning the game. Major, major deja vu early in that game. No, with a, when the interception happened, I was like, "Oh no, oh, oh no, gosh, here no. we go again!" Right? And, and, you know, Lamar made maybe the play of the game. Obviously, the forty-eight yard touchdown was, and Marcus Peters' game-ending pick, essentially game-ending pick, were the plays of the game. But Lamar's play on third and seven on the Ravens' third offensive drive. This is after the interception. The Ravens are facing a third and seven. They haven't gotten a first down yet. Lamar got stuffed. J.K. Dobbins got three yards. Third and seven. He gets flushed out to his right, and he's scrambling for his life, heading to the right sideline, and I'm just like, oh, this play's done. This play's done. And he flicks one about 20-some yards to Mark Andrews for a 17-yard gain to move the chains. Was a huge play in this game. Just to get the offense going, like if you punt on a three and out there down 10, nothing, it might've been lights out, mm-hmm. might've been lights out. And that was just such a big play. There were just a lot of plays. I just wrote up a story. I'm that, why this jumps to mind is because I wrote up a story this morning on like the 10 biggest plays that weren't the game winning plays. <laughs> um, and there were so many in this game that you can point to. And you're like, wow, if they didn't get that play Deshaun Elliott's hit on third and two yeah. to force an incompletion late in that game. I mean, there were just so many. So, as much as this win was about Lamar Jackson getting his first playoff win, it was it was like an all-around team win. I mean, the defense clearly holding them to three points after the first quarter. The defense was lights out. I mean, Derrick Henry, 40 yards, 40 yards. By the way, by the way, ah, I'm just waiting for the pass in the back. <laughs> just waiting for it, Garrett. Come on. I'm going to stretch. Oh, there it is. I'll give it to myself. Are, since are it's you virtual. looking for the pat on the back? Or you're, you're sticking your shoulder out here like you're looking for the punch I, in the shoulder. I'm, I'm trying to reach back to pat myself on the back for predicting Derrick Henry under 100. I should have predicted under 50. Yeah. 40 rushing yards? Holy cow. Well, that was – that was. I think that to like kind of carry on your point, there's so many guys that really, really played great games. And, and obviously the conversation starts with Lamar. But you go through on both sides of the ball, there's so many guys that you're like, man, this guy stepped up in that situation. Start with the defensive line. We talked all week about how it was going to be good to have Clayus Campbell and Derek Wolf and Brandon Williams all in the lineup. That and they brought him here for that reason. That is exactly what the Ravens. That's the perfect scenario for what you want Derek Wolf and Clayus Campbell and Brandon Williams to do. They shut it down. Two point two yards per carry for Derek Henry. And so it wasn't like it, it. The other thing that was crazy about it is it wasn't like one of those games where they had to move away from the run because right. they fell behind. Because the Ravens had a huge lead. Right. No, they they had, they were up. And they kept trying to run it, and they just couldn't run the ball because of I, what I love that. I love that sideline shot of Derrick Henry just frustrated as hell, just yeah. walking down the sideline, and Vrabel's like barking in his ear, kind of. And and Derrick Henry was like clearly the Ravens had gotten to him mentally. He was just mentally like, I can't do it. He was so frustrated. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, 
he had what like in the third quarter like an eight yard carry and that was the first time that you see him like get tackled for beyond the the mass in the middle of the field that was like the one time that he breaks out for i think it was eight yards nine yards something like that it was eight yards that was his longest carry of the day was eight yard gain and that's and then they pass pass and it was fourth and two and they punted and And he didn't he didn't run for a first down all day right right (laughs) i still can't believe they punted in that situation oh that was crazy i'll take it yeah no obviously i'll take it the (laughs) other guy who i want to point out is is my guy hollywood he Your is guy Hollywood. He has been balling, and you know it. He has been in his two playoff oh, of games. Of course he has, but you just saying my guy Hollywood. Is my guy joke. Hollywood. My guy Hollywood <laughs> has been balling lately, and it, I thought it was, I thought it was appropriate that it was against the Titans, and and we saw what AJ Brown the first series they marched down the field, and it, or the second series I think for them, and AJ Brown makes the touchdown catch. Probably yeah. got away with a little push off. I like the no call there, just as a little side note. I like letting the guys play, but probably got away with a little one. You got it. Well, I'm fine with letting them play. I agree with that. I'd rather fewer penalties in a playoff game than more. I don't want the refs taking over the game. So I agree with you, but you got to call it both ways. And the Willie Sneed OPI later in the game was awful. So if you're going to not call A.J. Brown for OPI on that, you cannot flag Willie Sneed. I I am with you 100% on that. With you 100% on that. But, But so you see A.J. Brown just basically take over that drive uh on that touchdown and then hollywood uh, to his credit he ends up with a better day he ends up with the better stats he comes up with big plays and he's just added so many elements to his game like he hit the the the, i think it was a 28 yard completion down the sidelines over Mm -hmm. the shoulder that's what you expect like that's kind of the the quintessential play to hollywood that you expect but man making some of those moves out of the backfield some of those a little nerve-wracking uh carries uh you know the basically the screen passes and he yeah. was just doing so much when he got the ball in his hands i, I loved what i saw from him and man I, I i think he's taken i talked about it last week on the podcast he's taken heat this year and and rightfully so at times but his second half has been really good and i just hope that that's just he continues that ascent throughout the playoffs because if he does then that's an element to this offense that really is going to be difficult for defensive coordinators to prepare for. If you're trying to figure out how to stop this run game and and all that, and then all of a sudden you got Hollywood making big plays down the field or even yep. out of the backfield, that is a nightmare for defenses. Yep. That was another one of the, the key plays that I pointed out was it was that, that pass, uh, kind of a reverse pass, the first one, not the nerve-wracking one where he pinned it against Cut the helmet. His head. Right. That, oh, my gosh. I mean, that was another one. If he doesn't catch that ball, it's disaster because yeah. it's a fumble. In your uh, inside your own ten yard line, but the first one he had was also a key play because it was second and nine from the Baltimore thirty six yard line in the second quarter. The Ravens are trailing ten three. Second and nine. Okay, so you need to play. You need you need to get into a manageable third down situation. And he caught that ball behind the line of scrimmage, and Desmond King had him lined up for a mm-hmm. loss. And Marquise showed a little wiggle, put a juke move on him, and picked up 50, a fifteen yard gain. That was a huge play and something that we haven't seen a lot from Marquise. Like. For as fast as he is, he has not picked up many yards after the catch. All the talk leading into the game was about the Titans receivers and being able to do that. The Ravens defensive backs really stapled them. I mean, A.J. Brown had some big catches down the field and the touchdown, obviously, but he didn't get loose at all. Uh It was Hollywood who was picking up yards after the catch with that juke move, and and, uh, I was impressed. And, And just the Ravens feeding him, like you're saying, on more than the long ball adds another element to this offense that defenses have to respect. 
Yeah. So I feel like there's a feeling <clears throat> when you win a game like that and, and the feeling coming into it was you can't play from behind, can't win a playoff game, Lamar can't win the big game, all, mm-hmm. all that stuff, can't beat the Titans, those, all, the, all that conversation. Now you do it, and I feel like the, like it, you kind of have a breath of fresh air, and now you can even just go out there and play a little bit more free. Like, could this be they, – they, they checked off that box – and now it's like, all right, now we're just back to playing ball and playing great. And you're not playing, you're not nervous. There's not nervous energy. You kind of remove mm-hmm. that from the equation. Mm-hmm. I feel like there could be something said, something to that for this the, team. The monkey off the back effect. Yeah, the monkey off the back effect. Exactly. Whatever. <laughs> again, whatever analogy you want to you want to call it. Yeah. Like, I just think that there could be something to that. Like, there there was real potential when they're down ten nothing in that game for the nervous energy to take over. For there sure. just was, and and it didn't. But now that you've you've gotten over that hurdle of playing from behind and beating the Titans and winning a playoff game, I don't think right. that there's going to be that. Uh, the, I think some of the pressure's removed. And yeah, I, it's, it's kind of like, well, kinda like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you're saying like you know this season's a success because you you won a playoff game. You right. Like check that you you took one step further. In theoretically, I mean, yeah. Ravens yeah. are at the divisional round right now. They lost in divisional round last year, so you know. Uh, but yes, I I think there is something to that. I don't think the Ravens are thinking that way no. at all. The Ravens think that they're going to win it all, and they should. They they legit have a chance to do it. Size them up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, you know that's exactly how they should be thinking. But I agree with you. Like the there's a lot of a lot of pressure on the Ravens to win that game. A lot of pressure on them to win that game, and they did it. And now I think that they can play a little bit. They're they're playing with house money yes. to a certain degree. Yeah. You know what else else was interesting yesterday? A kind of a interesting subplot I think of of the games. I think we saw yesterday a changing of the guard in the AFC North. Ooh, Steelers! You're you're sticking the fork in the Steelers, huh? You're finally not scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I I may no longer be scared, but. Ben throws four touch, four interceptions in that game. The Browns win. Uh, you, the Browns have now won a playoff game for the first time in two decades, or whatever. The, what was it? Two thousand two, I think. So, you know, eighteen years was the last time they won a playoff. No, it was it was in the nineties. It was when Bill Belichick was a coach. It was since two thousand two since they were in the playoffs. Anyway, so you have the Browns beat the Steelers. You have the Ravens win a playoff game. I really think that you kind of saw a bit of a changing of the guard. You have these 2018 quarterbacks who are now have now taken their teams to the playoffs and won playoff games. I just think that there's that change that we saw last night. And and it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers do. Steelers have a $40 million cap hit for Ben Roethlisberger next year. Uh, he did not obviously look great in that game against Cleveland. So I'll be curious to see what they do. Um, and then the other thing that is interesting is if the Browns were to win, how about hosting the AFC Championship against Cleveland? That would be something. That would be something. That would that would be amazing. I mean, I, I do think the Browns could pull the upset. Uh, I, I mean, it would, it would be surprising, obviously. It's the top-seeded Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, but I think they could. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think that there's a changing of the guard, to your point. And the Steelers, I've been saying it all along. I've been saying it all along. You've been scared, but I've been saying it all along. They were a flawed team, and I think we all saw that, right? They could, they can't run the ball. They were a flawed team. Now Ben Roethlisberger's at a crossroads. They have to find their quarterback because they don't have a they don't have a starter on the roster. 
You don't think Ben su- Roethlisberger should be a starter anymore? No, to succeed Ben oh, 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 is what I'm okay. saying. Okay, I got like, you. I, I don't think all indications are that Ben's going to continue playing. That's what he said before this loss. But who the heck knows with that guy? I mean, yeah. he's, you know, you never know with him. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, that defense is legit. It's going to continue to be, and they have offensive weapons. But the quarterback situation is looming big time, and they have a lot of free agents. So, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting. The Browns the Browns are a very impressive team. They really are, man. And the, what they've accomplished this season uh, under Stefanski in his first year, I thought has been impressive. So it's going to be the Ravens Browns, I think, for a little while. You know what I hope? What's that? I, I hope that our listeners out there took some Crown Royal water breaks this weekend. That's what <laughs> I, hope. I hope you mix in some water breaks during Super Wildcard Weekend. That was awesome. Six wildcard games in a two-day stretch was great. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there like myself who planted themselves on the couch for about 48 hours, which was great. Uh, but we want to remind you to take your Crown Royal water breaks, stay hydrated, stay royal, Crown Royal Canadian whiskey. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back after that. Passionate fans, winning traditions, and legendary toughness are why Ram Trucks and Ravens football go hand-in-hand. When it comes to power, luxury, and technology like an available 12-inch Uconnect touchscreen, you can't find a better light-duty or heavy-duty truck. Go to Ram.com to find your local Ram dealer, schedule a test drive, and experience everything that goes into making dependable Ram trucks. Great deals are going on right now. You can shop online at Ram.com, and you can get your new Ram truck delivered right to your door. All right, now moving on, Ravens get... A date with the Buffalo Bills, the number two seed, went 13-3 this season. Going to play them Saturday night up in Orchard Park. What are your take? What's your take on the Bills, Garrett? I think the Bills are the Bills are a really good team, and playing them in Buffalo adds to the challenge. They're they're obviously they they practice there, they play there. Josh Allen is a great cold weather quarterback. Already done some preliminary weather checks. I'm not sure if you have, but <laughs> yeah, preliminary. Uh, you know, six days out, there's potential for snow Saturday night, so that it could be playing in a bit of a snow globe in that game. Um, not heavy so, snow. It looks like it could be some light snow, like during the day. It doesn't look like it's going to be a snow game. No, not like a full snow game. Not like the Vikings game, but there could be snow up there, and it's going to be cold. Um, so like those things, I think do favor Buffalo. Um, there, if you would have asked me mid-season, I would have kind of felt like they were. A, a, not a legitimate contender. I would have felt that way. But the more I've watched them, Josh Allen's really good. Stephon Diggs is a top five receiver in the NFL, led the NFL in receiving yards. He is a difficult player to deal with. He does so much, so many things yeah. so well. And they just like they just have a really, really good team top to bottom. That offense is scary good, um, I think. And they can put up points in a hurry. They can move the ball. They can move the change with like Cole Beasley. Beasley's a good player. So I think that that's a. I feel. I went to the Titans game feeling like no, that this is a game the Ravens absolutely win. I I just felt no. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't (laughs) nervous going into that game. I'm more nervous going into the game against Buffalo. Yeah. I I would agree. I mean, it's funny though. You talk about the offense. I mean, I the Bills' offense is really good, but they finished the year tied with the Tennessee Titans in yeah. yards per game. They both put up 396.4, exactly tied uh, during the season for second best in the league behind the Kansas City Chiefs. So, 
you know, the Ravens just had a, an excellent defensive game against the against the Titans. Why can't they do it against the Bills? You know, it's kind of like they're they're almost like a reversed offensive formula, right? I mean, the Titans just ram it down your throat, play action, play action, play action. Uh, and the Bills, really, their running game is not their their bread and butter. It's Josh Allen all day and then Josh Allen on the ground, too. You have to yeah. watch out for him running the ball. So a, a very different challenge, although, you know, Tannehill can kind of get out and run, too. You know, Josh Allen and Tannehill aren't that different, except I think Josh Allen is better. You know, he's like Ryan Tannehill plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's a big challenge, but I think that it's a, a big week for the Ravens pass rush. They have to keep Josh Allen in the pocket and try to get to him, you know, make him hold the ball. I, I think back to that regular season game last year up in Buffalo when Josh, like, he's, you know, he has, he, his, the knock on him has been inaccuracy at times. Um, he hasn't been very inaccurate this season. He's put up huge numbers, but the Ravens have to get some misses from him. They have to put him under pressure. I think they sacked him five or six times last time up in Buffalo. Um, so, this is a big game for the pass rush, the outside linebackers. Can we give a quick shout-out to Brunel McPhee, by the way? Oh, man. We're talking to outside linebackers. He was doing some hunting. That, that, oh. our, our guy, Brunel. Our, our guy, Purnell. guy. Our guy, Brunel. Yeah, we can claim him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, he was, he was when, awesome. we were, when we were running through all the different guys who deserve credit for this game, I can't believe we left him out. And also, I loved, you know, that's the benefit of there not being fans there, is you could just hear him. Anytime he made a player yeah. got into the backfield, he was just yelling. I couldn't, I couldn't really understand, probably, probably for the best, probably for the best of, uh, you know, censorship on uh, TV viewers. The children there. at home. <laughs> yeah, but you could just hear him yelling after every play that he made. And he gives energy, man. That guy, he gives you everything that he's got. He wants to win a Super Bowl bad. And yep. uh, I love I love what I saw from him yesterday. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, the Bills are a tough challenge. Their defense is better than the Titans' defense. But it was middle of the pack for most of the year. But, you know, they, they I thought, played Lamar Jackson pretty well last year when, when the Ravens went up to Buffalo. At least on the ground, he didn't have a huge day. He threw three touchdowns. I think one interception. Um, so it, it's going to be another challenge. They're a good team, but the way this Ravens team is playing right now, bring them all on. Bring, sure. I'm just, a, I'm a little sad. The revenge tour is kind of, there's a hiccup in the revenge tour. Well, you know, you couldn't go Titans, Steelers, Chiefs. That would have been amazing. That that's that's the true revenge tour. Um, this is still, if if you get the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, you still get that revenge tour. But I, you know what? I'll take a. Uh, a detour from the revenge tour if it ends up being the Browns at home versus the Chiefs in Arrowhead. I'll take that detour. I don't know about you, but I'll take that detour. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, the, the Bills game last year, that was one that came down to the wire. Remember, Marcus Peters gets the yeah. game-sealing interception in that one. And was it? A, he, was he? Did he actually pick it off? No, he ended up no. drinking a beer in the crowd. I can't no, remember. No, yeah, he, he, he broke he up the pass. Down. He broke up the pass in the end zone and, and then For John Brown. over and drank a beer. Do you want to give a little water break on the beer chug? <laughs> we already mentioned? did the Crown Royal water break. I like that <laughs> you're trying to work it in. Uh, but we will take a quick break and say hello to our friends from Rambo and come back and give you some more thoughts about this game against the Bills. This season, when you trade up to Ram Trucks, you're getting power, luxury, and technology like you never imagined. You don't become the back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year for nothing. And with the Ram 1500, you can get a lot of everything. Rear legroom, a reconfigurable center console. It's all available now, plus you get a lot more storage. Or you could also trade up to the Ram 3500 and get 410 standard horsepower in a gas engine. 
for these great deals. And to find out more, go to ram.com today. All right. Well, yeah, the Marcus Peters beard chugging uh, moment was an all-time classic. Mm-hmm. So let's – I could see a little more beer chugging if the Ravens win this one. Yeah, well, also, just, just to go back to that game real quick, it was a weird game. Like, the offense it last was. year was so good, and then in that game, they kind of just hit a wall, and they didn't really do all that much. Um, they were a little bit, you know, they, they went up to a 10 nothing lead, but then all of a sudden it was 10-6, and they were just kind of struggling. Hayden Hurst had that big play, that 61-yarder. Yes, that's right. That was like, that was the, the I guess. That was the play. That was the play of that game, no question. But again, then the, they had a chance late. Uh, they were marching down the field, and then um, Marcus Peters knocked it away, a, attempt for John Brown. But but Josh Allen is better this year. Like, they, first of all, he has Stephon Diggs. They didn't have Diggs on that team last year, so that's a huge addition. And Josh Allen is right in the middle of the MVP conversation. I don't think he's yeah, going to He's win. not going to win it. Aaron Rodgers is going to win it, but yes. Yes, but like he's probably going to finish second, third. Yeah, he's top top 5 at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's good. He's been Now one thing, the one thing I do he can be a little bit reckless with the football, whether it's the inaccuracy through the air, he whether it's fumbles. Uh, he had that issue last year particularly in the playoffs. So if you could if you could try to get to him, you talk about the pass rush, and force a couple of fumbles. Capital could this be the MP Juice Man continues? He had the big uh, pick in this one. This is could, the Yannick Ngakwe game because mm. the, the pass rush really with Henry and the play action, like you couldn't really tee off on mm. Tannehill. Like it was more important to kind of rush up the middle because you had to respect the run lanes. This is you. They're throwing. They're throwing. He likes to hold on to the ball and kind of scramble around and make some plays. This is the Yannick sack strip game. Ooh, this is the this is yeah. after the game. Everyone's talking about this is why the Ravens went and got Yannick Ngakwe. Well, they they got Calais Campbell and Derek Wolf to stop Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. They got Yannick Ngakwe to stop some of these big time quarterbacks who like to hold on to the ball, like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. All right, I like that. Eric DeCosta knows what's up. Now, I will tell you this. It, Josh Allen's only been sacked 26 times. Ryan Tannehill was sacked 24 times. So it's not like he's gotten – he does like to hold on to the ball. He kind of has a little bit of that Ben Roethlisberger pump, pump, look downfield, scramble yeah. a little bit, then make a play. But it's not like he's gotten sacked a whole bunch this year. So I just want to throw that yes. out there. It's not going to be necessarily, you know, easy to get to him in the backfield. Um, yeah, but totally. I, 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 like, I like that thought. I like that thought, basically, that Henry and Calais – or uh, Wolf and Calais were there to stop Henry. Now you get Yannick here for for these games. I, I like that. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to see what Wink Martindale uh, dials up for this. I mean, let's be honest. The defense is just playing lights out right now. Wink, you know, we talked to Rex Ryan about it. The guy deserves a head coaching job. The further he goes in the playoffs, the the his chances diminish, to be quite honest, because people are looking to fill these vacancies. Uh, but I, I'll I'll take it. And he has a chance to really put another stamp on it this week. I mean, he he just beat Arthur. What's his name? Arthur the, Smith. Arthur Smith, who's now he went on a head coaching interview the night after, like last night. He had a <laughs> nice, kind of, really? Yes, he interviewed for a head coaching job after the Titans lost yesterday. Wow! They wouldn't yeah. even let him just sleep it off and, and <laughs> get a cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> seriously, seriously. And now you have the Bills' offensive coordinator Brian Dable who is uh, is yep. going to be another hot name. So the Wink has a chance to go 2-0 and against 
other hot coach head coaching, uh, you know, candidates. Yeah. I also like the fact that with this Ravens defense, the guy who's probably been the best player, one of the best, is Marlon Humphrey. And and Marlon was the one guy who, who struggled yesterday. So you, you played a really good overall defensive game on a day where maybe your best defensive player didn't have a great outing. That is like a sign of a good defense. That yeah. even when Marlon was struggling, these other guys picked him up. And uh, I mean, I didn't think that Marlon had a bad game. Like I saw his tweet afterwards. He's like, oh, it was, t- it was a tough one for me. To- Did he really have a bad game? I, I mean... mean he was all over AJ Brown on the deep pass, the first one that he hit, right? That set up the kind of the touchdown. He was all over him. That was just a great throw, great catch. Like, yeah, that hat. was a great play. That was, that was a great, great play. play. You tip the hat. But then there's the touchdown. A touchdown on him. I mean, yeah, I mean, anytime you give up a touchdown as DB, especially one of the best in the league, obviously not good. But a, it was OPI, and whatever. It was, you know, I don't think that Marlon, like Marlon had a key third down pass breakup against Corey Davis. Yeah, that was, a big I think one. In, in the first half, I think yep. it was, um, he had some, he had some good plays. Like, I don't think it was a bad game. I'm not him. saying he got torched sure. all day, but I just don't think it was. Yeah. They marched down the field on that, that drive where AJ Brown scored the touchdown. There was two or three completions to AJ Brown all on yeah. Marlon. Yeah. So that was the one that obviously stands out. Well, yeah. Marlon's great. So I'm just saying, I'm, I, I'm just saying that's something I'm encouraged by even on a day yeah, where. Yeah. He didn't have his best. Right. I think that the defense picked him up, and that's a good thing for this for this team. So, um, so do you think do you think it's a foregone conclusion? You, so you don't think it's necessarily a foregone conclusion that the Chiefs are going to beat the Browns? You think that the Browns have a real shot in that game too? I do. That offense is rolling. Baker Mayfield reminds me of 2012 Joe Flacco, where he thinks he's never going to throw an incompletion again. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's on fire, and uh, the Browns defense isn't very good. The 2012 Ravens defense was not that great either um i i just think there's visions of that like their offensive line the browns they can run the ball i mean they they have a formula on offense that's tough to stop right now i mean look what they how many points they put up against the steelers defense well one there's of nothing them nothing to sneeze I mean, at they were yeah four, their defense I, I, I do, their defense I, set them up the, the steelers spotted them seven points right out of the gate and yeah. then they turned the ball over four God. times three of them like mm. right in their i think in their own yeah yes territory yes. Yeah, so I think more of that had to do with the Steelers' offense than it did the Steelers' defense. But they still got to they they weren't settling for field goals. They were converting in the red zone, and and credit to the Browns' offense for that. Yeah, well, is there any better feeling, by the way, than winning a playoff game and then sitting down to watch another playoff game, especially when you know the Browns or the Steelers are going to lose? Oh, my. Y'all, like, was, yesterday was, was an all timer, man. Yesterday was an all time great day, just a great day. Mm-hmm. I said I said to my wife, I was like, man. Before going to bed, it's like, you know, midnight. I'm like, this. these are one of the days you just got to savor. Got to savor. I think that's a good point. And, and like I said, it was an awesome just, like, football weekend. Just good football games. Enjoy. Like, it was just fun as a fan. And then to cap it off with the Steelers going down 28 nothing, losing to the Browns at home, questions about their quarterback situation long term. It just was a nice way to cap off the weekend after a Ravens win. It was just a nice finish on the weekend. So I needed, yeah. I needed it after the shenanigans on Capitol Hill last week. <laughs> needed it was that. a good end of the week. You got to look at the positives. You got to look at the positives. Yeah, it was a good lit. end of the week. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, we're going to try to bring you the double feature pod uh, again this week. Since it's playoff week, we're breaking out the big guns. So we're working on it. Nothing, nothing set in stone yet, but we're working on it. Um, as always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We look forward to hearing from you. And 
I guess I gotta, right? Because we're not sure. <laughs> so you don't know if we're gonna get someone? We're not sure if we're gonna get somebody, so I think I gotta, so get ready for the boo!